Welcome, 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 my brothers and sisters, to this, our inaugural episode in a new bonus series that I'd like to call Memory Unlocked. I am your designated podcaster for our time today, Mr. Mark Boucher. Uh, now, this will be a micro-podcast, very easy for consumption, anywhere between 5 to 15 minutes, and it'll consist of mainly me hosting, but, I mean, we'll definitely have one or more of the GMG crew and maybe even some guests on here from time to time. Now, what is Memory Unlocked about, you might ask? Well, it started with an experience that I had myself. Uh, now, I'm sure you've all seen or heard the phrase Memory Unlocked going around, basically gaining meme status, and it pertains to basically anything that has been locked within the recesses of our minds for ages, but then we experience something that sends a jolt to our system reminding us of that very thing. It's this crazy yet euphoric feeling of, man, I haven't thought about that in a hot minute. And one of my more recent experiences with this is actually the subject of our first episode. So let's set things up, shall we? Picture this. It's a hot summer day and everyone's watching a classic American pastime, Little League Baseball. The focus here is on one reluctant little boy paying little to no attention to the game as the batter steps up to the plate. The catcher's ready for whatever's going to happen next. The pitcher winds up and throws. The batter swats the ball into the sky. The crowd starts yelling in agony towards this little boy who is completely oblivious to why he's getting so much attention. And then he decides to put up his baseball glove and catches greatness. They point to the sky and I look up above and a baseball falls into my glove. I play right field. It's important to know. You gotta know how to catch. You gotta know The crowd roars with excitement and the rest of the team rushes to the boy to congratulate him. Our main character, now thrust into the spotlight of glory, then gets to enjoy a victory feast with his peers at a pizza hut. Yes, this is the plot to the commercial entitled Right Field that Pizza Hut released during its incredibly successful Making It Great campaign during the late 80s and 90s. I think it went for about four years or so. The soundtrack to the commercial, which is, is basically telling the story, uh, is set to the song Right Field, uh, which was written by a gentleman named Willie Welch and more famously recorded by the 60s and 70s folk group Peter, Paul, and Mary. And this was recorded during the 80s. Um, and this is the song that popped into my head randomly, as so many songs often do, igniting a memory unlocked moment. And so um, am I really a Peter, Paul and Mary fan? No, no, I'm not at all. Um, but I do enjoy me some Ninja Turtles. We were awesome. Bodacious. Yeah. <laughs> Good shit. I have always liked Kawabunga. Hmm? Huh? Kawabunga! Kawabunga! 
My first exposure to this song, obviously through the commercial, was when I saw and heard the commercial on my VHS copy of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the movie, which came out in 1990. And I don't even want to think about how old that makes me feel right now. But many people my age or greater had the opportunity to catch this commercial via the Turtles movie. It's like the two are synonymous with each other. I, I can't think of right field without the Turtles movie, and I can't think of the Turtles movie without this commercial. It's interesting if you watch the commercial, another interesting fact about it is is it actually features a, a an actor pre-Mighty Ducks, if you remember the 19... Oh, gosh, 91, 92, something like that. Uh, uh, Mighty Ducks movie from Disney. Um, the actor Sean Weiss, who plays uh, Greg Goldberg in that movie, he is actually in this commercial. He's playing the catcher in, in the whole the whole commercial. Um, can't miss him. Very recognizable face. Um, he, But interestingly enough, the song Right Field was recorded well, well past... Peter, Paul, and Mary's prime. You know, they were big again in the 60s and the 70s. But the song and commercial basically just screams America in the 80s and 90s. Uh, Phil Dusenberry, a uh, former advertising executive for a company called BBDO. Uh, side note, this is the same guy who had successful campaigns for Pepsi in the 80s, uh, including ones for Michael J. Fox um, and Michael Jackson. And he's the one that, that coordinated the commercial in which Michael Jackson's hair caught fire in a pyrotechnic accident. He came up with this right field commercial, and he says this about the campaign in his book that it's appropriately titled, Then We Set His Hair on Fire. And so he says, The Spot, a musical mini-drama, captures the irresistible charm of little leaguers urged on by their dreams of the big leagues, but endearingly caught in the wonder of childhood. From the viewpoint of the smallest kid on the team, stuck out in the distant meadows of right field, the traditional position of every man, every team's weakest link, and I know all about that life, because I feel like anytime I was put in the outfield, right field, left, left center, whatever, it's basically, we don't know where to put you, uh, so we'll just put you back here. <laughs> um, so he's finding it hard to not let his attention wander. We watch a fly ball land totally by accident in the fielder's glove. And he's transformed into a hero. His innocence becomes glory, and the viewer cannot help but feel good about baseball, children, America, and the company beneath the red roof where the whole team ends up in celebration. And he goes on further, and he says, maybe it's me, but just retyping these words two decades later, uh, this came out in 2005, I believe, uh, makes me swell with emotion. It also reminds me of the costly contrivance we needed to show the fly ball falling into the mitt of the amazed right fielder. Hurricane Hugo had blasted New Jersey after our first day of shooting, wrecking thousands of homes, our baseball field, and let's get our priorities straight, our shooting schedule. Our producers had to pack up all the kids in the spot and put them on a plane to sunny Pasadena, California. So the pitched ball, which was hurled in Lodi, New Jersey, was actually swung at in Pasadena and caught by our hero back in New Jersey. Without a doubt, the longest fly ball on record. So there you have it. 
Perfect mixture of Ninja Turtles, which I'm sure many of you joiners will appreciate, pizza, and Little League Baseball. It just makes sense to have a Pizza Hut commercial precede a movie about pizza-loving turtles. Though I'm pretty sure that they actually ordered Domino's in the movie, so I wonder how that made Pizza Hut feel. But, I digress. That's why I play in right field, way out where the dandelions grow. As a proud sponsor of Little League Baseball, Pizza Hut welcomes all the kids who make it great. Making it great. And that's our first episode. If you like what you hear, send a review or write us in on our Discord or on Twitter at the GMG Podcast. You know, we're just trying things out here. It may turn out that you guys absolutely hate this and don't care. Uh, certainly let us know if you've got any uh, critiques of it, but, you know, we, we want to know what you think about it. But as always, you can check us out on all of our GMG shows wherever you listen to podcasts or on YouTube by searching out the Good Morning Guys podcast. You can also leave a comment for a memory that's maybe been unlocked in your life. So congratulations. You've just experienced your first memory unlocked. (laughs) 